We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through joy and joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work and what a culture of joy is to them. Hello, everyone. My name is Sherilyn with the Joyly Podcast. And again, we are back with an incredible guest, Deborah Creer. And she is an unabashed connector. Please check her out on on, uh, LinkedIn. Connect with her. And uh, let's make sure that you are communicating with this amazing human being who is an expert at all things podcasts and uh, as well as helping executives become successful in business. So welcome, Deb. Nice to have you here today. Well, thank you so much for having me as a guest. It's always fun to be on the other side of the microphone and, and in the hot seat, so to speak. Watch out because this is intense and juicy. Woo-hoo. <laughs> so on the Joyly podcast, we tend to uh, focus on the experience, um, the experience of life. So what can we do to elevate the consciousness in the world by giving people experiences? And I know that through your work and having people really talk about who they are as individuals mm-hmm. and what they're creating develops more experiences mm-hmm. for them and, and creates impact. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, most definitely. Um, It's all about building those relationships. Yep. So tell us a little bit about who you are. Um, My my audience is CEOs, executives, C-level, and they want to know who you are as a human being in the business world and um, why specifically we are talking about joy today. Great. Well, I've been at this for over 25 years. I know I don't look like it, but um, I started my own business, Wise Women Communications, around 25 years ago. We are a full service agency, um, but we uh, have changed a little bit on what we do recently within the last four or five years, I should say, to focus predominantly on social media as a business tool. But then I focus specifically on working with senior level level executives on how they should be using LinkedIn as the place for their personal brand and to get their messaging out there to be showing their influence. Um, Because so many times people at that level, we get so focused on promoting our company that we forget that we still need to be talking about ourselves. And LinkedIn is, is obviously a perfect place for that. And tell me a success story. Someone who came in who was all over the board with LinkedIn and then spoke with you. And then now what? What is the result? Well, we worked with somebody one time who, you know, they they thought they had a great LinkedIn profile and it was okay. It's really funny. One of the things when somebody says, hey, would you look at my LinkedIn profile? Every time I say more, we always need more. And so this person just had, you know, little snippets here, little snippets there, uh, you know, two sentences, their about section wasn't real long. They had their job title, you know, as as their professional headline. And we worked with them to really make everything pop, to tell the story of their professional career and to have a little bit of fun with it, to be able to put some things in there. And what they were able to do was to um, make some connections and they actually um, got a better job. This was an example of someone who was was wanting to use it in the job search. Um, And they were able to get a better job, better, uh, you know, better pay, better hours, all of those various things, specifically because somebody said, oh my gosh, you had a great LinkedIn profile. 
And how would you say this, um, this, uh, what would the CEO's benefit be? Uh, maybe not job searching, but yeah, uh, most CEOs, yeah, they're not using it as a job search, you know, because they're either at that level where they have enough connections where they're not applying for jobs, so to speak, um, or they own their own companies. So it is more for them to be able to get their message out there, to uh, let people know who they are and what they think, aside from their company or their role in that company. Um, you know, it's, it's a great way for them to be connecting with peers and more importantly, maybe be a mentor to folks and to really um, help people come up in the world whether they want that high level position or not, it's it's a great way for them to be influencing you know people behind them. I think one of the reasons that I had you on the show today, by the way, if I pop out of the screen and come back, just keep talking. It just means that I'm, <laughs> I'm featuring and highlighting you. I forgot to tell you that before. Okay, uh, before sounds good. Down. So one of the things that I love uh, talking about is how to elevate the conversation mm -hmm. and relationship mm -hmm. through something, um, through energy, through, mm -hmm. through the conversation, not necessarily using the word joy, but the mm -hmm. ambiance of it. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you know Dr. Hawkins' work, but he no. has... He has measured the emotions mm -hmm. over the over the years and mm -hmm. through muscle testing relative to how we feel. And mm -hmm. so joy is mm -hmm. elevated at the very highest level with love and gratitude mm -hmm. tools to mm -hmm. that. So how how I have twofold question. Mm -hmm. One, who are you as an executive that you mm -hmm. have this natural ambience of joy? Mm -hmm. Two, how does this impact how you have conversations and with others about impacting mm -hmm. their social media? Right. Well, clearly I'm shy and retiring. Um, you know, and and I'll be honest, I always have been the the you know the the kid who in class was told, hmm talks too much. Um, you know, all of those various things, right? You know, we we got those on our report cards that we talk too much. And luckily, I never paid attention. I just kept going. You know, many times, unfortunately, we see that have such a negative impact on our children. And it happens more frequently to women where they are told, you know, talks too much. And because let's be honest, that it, it is women who are probably going to get that. And so, like I said, I totally ignored that. I've always been somebody who enjoys life, but um, I was diagnosed back in 2015 with breast cancer. It was one of those things that was going to be easy peasy, simple to do, not a big deal. Um, it's what's known as stage zero. And, and I thought, this is easy. Um, and in a prior life, I worked not only for the American Cancer Society, but I worked for an oncologist. So as I tell people, I know just enough to be dangerous about all of this. Well, unfortunately, things didn't go the way they were planned. Um, it turns out it was at, it was stage four and the cancer had spread. Um, nobody was more surprised than my doctors uh, because the tests had come back negative. It wasn't until we started doing more in-depth testing that, that we discovered the problem. But then I had to be special. And when I took my first round of chemotherapy, just one, now it was a major dose. I, um, it, it was a little over eight hours just to administer everything. And danged if it didn't almost kill me. Um, quite literally, uh, I ended up in the hospital for seven weeks. Um, I had many complications from it, as my doctor is fond of saying, I'm her miracle child. Um, and what that did, though, was when I came out of it, I really did think, 
there has got to be a way that I can always bring joy to the world. And so, you know, I have so much, I have fun with my doctors. I mean, you know, I've been known to change my name. Um, I'm still in treatment, even though it's it's been that long ago um, because of, of various things. And so I change my name. Now, clearly when it's important, I give the right name. Um, but it more than anything, almost dying several times really did show me that we have to surround ourselves with the people who love and support us. We have to try to not have the folks around us who are negative. You know, sometimes we can't always get rid of those people, but we can definitely limit our exposure to them. But more importantly, we need to do everything we can to be supporting others. Um, even if it's just saying, hey, thank you so much, have a great day, to the person at the drive-thru, or remembering to tell an employee or someone you're working with that they're doing a fabulous job. They might not be, you know, they might still need some help, but you want to add these things to it. But it really was something where I thought, you know, we, we have to go through, you know, life is short, might get hit by a bus tomorrow. Yeah. And so we absolutely have to be positive with our outlook. And how does this affect the bottom line? I get it. Like people mm -hmm. hear you, they go, sure, I mm -hmm. got it. But I have to accomplish things. I have productivity. Right. I have to motivate my team. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really busy. What would you say to them? Well, I think when we look at the characteristics of leadership, it is in you know how you, you go about things. I mean, if you are a leader and you are the negative person, People don't want to work with you or for you. You know, they want to be with someone who is positive. Now, you know, we're not Pollyannas. There are definitely times, especially hey, let's look at the last 18 months, right? Um, but there are times where we have to be serious, where we can't always be this happy, happy, happy person. But we can go about things with empathy and really make sure that we're supporting everyone. So what that does in the long run is... People want to be around you. They want to work with you. They want to work for you. And they want to help you get things done because they know that you're going to help them to be successful. I really appreciate that. And, and first of all, congratulations on your um, progression with the with the cancer that I can tell is- Which I named. Yes. Of course I named it, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> what did you name it? So I had what is known as uh, microcalcifications, which are little spots, not a tumor, not a lump, not a mass. And so the doctor kept calling them artifacts. So, of course, what does that come down to? Artie. So we're beating Artie. Good for you. Love that. Love, love, love that. So what I heard in your conversation is resilience. That yes. was really something that has served you all the way through your entire life. So tell me a little bit more, more about um, maybe a couple of examples of where you could step in and step out of what was going on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, there are times where, like I said, you know, it's, it's situations are, are difficult and being able to know, sometimes maybe it's knowing what battles to pick um, or what battles to fight is, is a big part of being successful. Uh, you know, you can, uh, you know, when it's okay to let someone proceed. Uh, one of the biggest things that I have had to learn in my <clears throat> number of years is that other people can do something and do it just as well as I can, <laughs> maybe even better. Um, and, and I don't have to be the control freak, always having to do it. And 
you know, empowering the people you're working with, whether it's, you know, paid, whether you're, you know, you're supporting them, whether it's volunteers, all of those various things, but letting them know that you're going to be there to support them. Now, sometimes you do might, you, you might need to, to, you know, kind of step in and, and, you know, take some things over or help, you know, things like that. But the more we can empower the people that are around us, the better everything will be. Um, it's just kind of one of those things. It's it's almost like that the parent who, you know, the, the child is getting ready to walk and you're sending them, you know, weeble wobbly, weeble wobbly on their way. You want to step in before they crash into the coffee table, but it's okay to let them fall on their little rumps on occasion. Yeah. Absolutely. And do you have a book about this that we can read? I don't. You know, it's it's real funny. People have said, "Hey, you should write a book about this." I'm like, "Yeah." Um, uh, it's 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 more. You know, I, I do have a, a Facebook group that a lot of people um, who who are following me through the cancer progress go through. Um, but you know, my it, it's more the podcasts that I've done, things like that. That's kind of my my archive with the world. So you and I met on Kathleen Caldwell's the council, yes. the women's mm -hmm. council, and you had told her she was her, your seven hundredth guest. Is that right? Yes. She and that program aired earlier this week. Whoa! Sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. Mm -hmm. um, and and so we did. We had uh, the seven hundredth podcast earlier this week. Congratulations! How Thank exciting you. is that? So if you and I wanted to raise the elevation mm -hmm. uh, and the conversation about how to create more impact in the world with mm -hmm. what it is that you're doing. Like, let's say there's no obstacles, there's no financial mm -hmm. obstacles, there's no reasons or people or anything in your way to get done what you want to get mm -hmm. done. What would you do today to get to that point? Mm -hmm. Build a great team. Um, you know, nobody does it alone. I laugh. I am an only child. And so there are times where I have to remember, you know, I can I can have other people help me out. But it is, you know, we shouldn't have to do anything alone. You know, there should be a great team around you. And whether that's friends, whether that's family, coworkers, you know, all those various things, obviously it depends on, on what you're doing, but don't go alone. Um, you know, that is one of the things that I discovered through my struggles with cancer. I, you know, I mentioned my Facebook group, there's know, 400 or so people that are part of that. And it's amazing when I go in for anything, I feel that support. You know, I just know how much I have other people who are supporting me and praying for me and all of those various things. And so what it has really shown me is how much we have to support others. You know, what can we do to help them be successful in whatever it is? So to be clear, I hear you saying that you would build an amazing team mm -hmm. if you had no obstacles in your way so that you could serve them for whatever it is that they're wanting to create. Is right. that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when, when that happens, we're all going to rise up. Got it. Got it. Got it. So when, uh, when we say, let's see, what is this one quote that I love to say, all that is required to realize the self is to be still. What can be easier than that? And that was by Rahman Marshari. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about being still. And then I would love to share the chair of joy of experience with you. How sure. often do you find this place of stillness?
Finally, a better way to hold your phone. Introducing Steady Straps. Made here in the USA, Steady Straps are high quality, flexible straps that adjust to hold virtually any phone comfortably and securely. Steady Straps are washable and come in a wide range of colors and styles. See them all at SteadyStraps.com because they're so visible, they're the perfect promotional item to advertise your company message or logo. Learn more at SteadyStraps.com. That's SteadyStraps.com. You probably guessed it's kind of hard for me to be still, right? I can't meditate. I mean, I, I have tried. I really cannot meditate. But it is very much a time where just, just to sit and focus and, you know, or, or not focus. You know, and, and and being still is kind of like the definition of success. It's different for every single person. So it might be that for me, it's sitting and watching an old episode of Big Bang Theory. You know, my brain is turned off. I'm just having a good time. But being still means to calm, to me, it means to calm yourself and to not be doing the, yeah, but I need to do this. Yeah, but I need to, oh, yeah, oh, ah, ah, ah. Um, you know, those things that raise your blood pressure and get your heart rate going, we need to calm ourselves. And whether that's music, whether that's meditation, whether that's watching some silly TV program, um, I think we all need that. And I think we need that daily because we get so caught up in what's going on in the world, um, whether it, it directly affects us or we just you know clicked on the news and went, oh my gosh, what's going on? Um, we need that still time. We need that as mental and physical health. We need that. I love that you said that. And I think that um, for everyone listening today, stillness is everything. What you said earlier about joy not being the Poly Pollyanna kind of mm -hmm. uh, mentality, like we still can work on our intentional joy mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And I know and I can feel that you do that. So I would love to help you with a little uh, meditation practice right. that's been transformational Perfect. to many people around mm -hmm. the country, around the world, actually. Mm -hmm. So um, if you are, so you're in your home, are you, am yes. I right? So oh, you, yes. could, mm -hmm. you could sense your entire house. And if you could mm -hmm. find your chair of joy and uh, mentally go to it, where is your chair of joy in your house? And just tell me briefly where it is. It's downstairs in front of the TV, but it's, it's, in, it's also in front of the fireplace. I love my fireplace. All right. Well, let's go to the fireplace then. Okay. What, is there a chair there? There is. Mm -hmm. okay. All right. Let's go to the, is it, what color is your chair of joy? It's blue. Okay. Got it. So you're sitting in your blue chair and real quickly, what is it that you see in front of you physically? I do see the fireplace. I see, um, I can see the windows so I can see outside. So I see nature. Love it. And here, what do you hear? Just one or two things. I hear the birds and things that are outside. And hopefully the crackling of the fireplace. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love fires more than you know, my girlfriend. So love it. So if you were sitting in your chair of joy and you were uh, in your blue chair in front of the fireplace and mm -hmm. your feet are on the ground and you're taking a deep breath, mm -hmm. I ask people to just really pay attention to what you're seeing and hearing. And if your feet, if your mind starts to wander, which it does, because we have 80,000 thoughts going through our mind on a daily basis to let those, I call the, 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 um, the thoughts jumping out fish, let the fish kind of resonate in the water and sort of start to solve the problems themselves instead mm. of jumping around and sort of feel that in and then wiggle mm -hmm. your toes again, if your mind is wandering. And now my dear, this is meditation. If you can do this for 10 seconds, wiggle your toes and focus on the crackling fire and the birds, you are meditating. Um, the next part is take one more deep breath in. So six seconds in, that's an ocean wave, a wave in and a wave out. Very easy. 
And I want you to see if you can go to one of your most joyful moments of your entire life when things were exquisitely working out for you. Can you tap into one moment? Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a couple sentences about that? We were whale watching and got in a pod of killer whales. <gasps> I know. So cool. Was that in Hawaii? It was in Alaska. Oh, even better. Love mm -hmm. that. All right. And one more ocean breath in. So six seconds in. And maybe another place, another time, any time of memory when you felt like all pistons were on fire, maybe it was an award or a festival or event or a family. What came to mind? I can see the beautiful smile on your face. You know, I'm a huge college football fan and I just put myself in the stadium. <laughs> Which stadium? University of Colorado. I'm sorry. Okay, great. I love Colorado. All right. And so let them, let, let the moment, was there a particular game? No, I just love being there, even if we lose. But it's it's always, it's fun to be with everyone. Got it. And if you could just let those two memories sort of resonate from your head to your toe, um, the whale watching experience with a pod of uh, killer whales in Alaska and this huge college um, basketball or football stadium in the University of Colorado, and just kind of let those resonate from your head to your toe. And if you could give those two memories a word, what would they be? One word. That joyful. Oh, mm -hmm. if you could put joyful in some kind of container, what would that be? The container would be something that's got flowers on it that looks like it's nature. So we just went through the chair of joy process. Mm -hmm. You called up two amazing memories. Mm -hmm. Your vibration of joy probably raised in your body. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you feel the whales and feel mm -hmm. the experience? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. and so, so how easy was that, right? It was very easy. Mm -hmm. so the, the point is, is if executives could do this more often and mm -hmm. find this joyful thing, this feeling, this ambiance, and you took your 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 intangible joy and made it tangible mm -hmm. by putting it in this flowery vase, mm -hmm. they're now looking at you, scratching their head, going, "I don't get it. I don't mm -hmm. get it." What would what could you say to them to sort of get them on the on the wagon? You know, the the interesting thing was, even though they were outside and they were kind of these these big activities. What came over me was calmness, um, especially thinking about the whales. I mean, just sitting and watching the whales was so calming. And it also made me realize how really small we are in the world. Um, there's there's lots of other things going on. And but whatever we can do to, you know, that that little bit, that's great. But yeah, you know, it was just the the peaceful, the calmness. I think that was was really even at the football game. I mean, I just love sitting there because it's so much fun. I said <laughs> CEOs are not taking the time to do this experience or to find mm -hmm. this calmness. Mm -hmm. if, would you agree? And if not, why not? I think uh, for any of us, whether we're the CEO of a big company or the CEO of our house, we are continually going. And, and I think it's especially true for women because we're thinking about the, the to-do list that never ends. Um, you know, and 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 we we get so caught up in the what do we have to do to to be everything to everyone that we forget that the biggest thing we have to do is take care of ourselves first. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't really take care of, of everybody else. Um, you know, and, and so I think for CEOs, we just want to impress upon them, take the time, take the, the, you know, the less than 10 minutes to sit and calm yourself. Because when your mind calms, then you're able to take on everything else that you need to. But when you're trying to do that, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's, we just can't do that. 
I appreciate that very much. Deb, if you were to, if I were to ask you to sit in your chair of joy three times a day mm -hmm. and the process is short and simple. What I notice is people are like, okay, Cheryl, I walk by it every day. I see it, but I never mm -hmm. take time to just sit down and breathe. Mm -hmm. So if I ask you to do that three times a day, do you think it's possible? Oh, I definitely do. I think that would be something very easy to do and something that would be so beneficial to me because I am one of those yabbit, 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 yabbit people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> please, please keep me updated. And uh, I always ask everyone on air to commit because then I, it's really a commitment and we got it on air. Can you have someone take a picture of you in your chair of joy and send it over to me? I will. I will have my husband do that. I am fascinated by what people's chairs of joy look like. The whole point is it's any chair, anywhere, anytime, right? Can we find a chair of joy moment while we're standing in line at the grocery store, right? right? Mm -hmm. Or at the park or, or in the garden or, whatever, or at the ball game or wherever and it especially is. Especially if things aren't going the way you want them to, then we need to stop and refocus on things that are going the way you want them to. And it's, it's easier said than done, isn't it? Because oh, yes. we get caught up in the chaos and the mm -hmm. stress and the worry, and I got to make this work, and I got to get back to him, and he wants this or she wants that. And mm -hmm. so, so is it possible that if we let the fish swim in this quiet stillness moment for just a second, that the solution or a better outcome might be created? I love that. I love that concept because it is that stillness where things, you know, you that you take that little bit of time to calm down that so many times that solution that you have been searching for says, hello, here I am. Exactly, exactly. So what else do you say to help uh, busy people get to their goals and dreams? How else do you help them? What are your programs? Tell, tell, tell us a little bit more. You know, I think it is more just um, to, to always remember that it's about building relationships with people and nurturing those relationships. Uh, you know, this is not, let's see how many people we can meet and how many business cards we can get. That's one thing I think that the pandemic really hit home for people. You know, we, we didn't go out networking. We couldn't network in person. I'm still not networking in person, even though, you know, the, the groups are doing that again. And so I think it was, was the time that we took to really think through how we're doing things that has been so beneficial with this time. And, and now the key will be to keep that going forward. When we go back to <clears throat> normal, I tell people that's not happening. Um, you know, as, as somebody who survived cancer, nah, there's no such thing as normal. <laughs> I am loving this new world. I, I'm absolutely, absolutely having so much more fun oh, yeah. and, and, and doing this kind of thing every day. All day long. Meeting people that we never would have met 18 months ago, right? It's extraordinary. Mm -hmm. So what was your biggest takeaway from today, Miss Deb? Well, it, it was absolutely wonderful to meet you and, and really have this discussion. Um, I think the takeaway is to take the time three times a day to, to be still, to go to that chair of joy, you know, even if it's just in my mind, but to take those, those pausing deep breaths and, and think, okay, things are going to be all right. Absolutely. Well, my biggest takeaway was hearing your heart. Like I, I, I know we just met and we've been mm -hmm. in a couple of groups together, but it's really, really important, I think, to hear how successful professional people are humans, right? And that we are all going through, mm -hmm. you know, the trauma, the knotted oh, up yeah. in our, in our mm -hmm. heart, and we work together to create mm -hmm. a more intentional, mm -hmm. sustainable and active joy mm -hmm. for the world. So right. I appreciate you being on the planet and helping me raise the vibration of joy today. Well, this has been absolutely delightful. It has been so wonderful. And I hope to, that we can do it again sometime. 
I absolutely hope so as well. All right, you have a fabulous day and thanks for being here. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.